1983, a 12-year-old boy named Will Byers went missing in a small town in Indiana. As his family, the police chief, and other residents of Hawkins searched for the boy, they uncovered a top-secret government laboratory where scientific experiments were conducted and portals to another world filled with frightening monsters were discovered. But they also found a powerful ally in the form of a young girl with supernatural powers who helped them defeat the threats. This is a basic, very basic synopsis of season one of the hit Netflix show, Stranger Things. It's a show that I really enjoyed watching, and as I was thinking about that a, a while back, looking forward to the next season coming out, I got to thinking, you know, there's some strange things that we see in the Bible, too. And so I, I got looking into that and thinking about some of these strange things. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning, stranger things in the Bible. We're going to start off with a couple of stories of talking animals. Now, we know that animals communicate. We know that they communicate with each other. Um, they have a, their own uh, language and, and different things that they use to communicate. They communicate with us, too. We don't always understand them. But, for example, if you see a dog walking towards you with his tail wagging, then you know he's probably a friendly dog and you can try to pat him. If you see a dog walking towards you with his head down and growling, you don't want to try to pat him. So they do communicate with us as, as well. But we have these two stories in the Bible that uh, animals communicated with people in in words and, and using words and talking in a way that they could understand. First one is in Genesis chapter 3. Um, this is just after creation. Verse 1 says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, the woman replied. Now hold on. Here's Eve, walking around in the garden, doing whatever. A serpent comes up to her and just starts talking to her. I don't know if this was a common occurrence or it happened sometimes, but her reaction to this was completely normal, like this was a normal thing. Here the serpent is talking to her. She didn't seem to be surprised the serpent was talking. She just answered, it, answered the serpent's question like it was no, no big thing. Um, I have to wonder, my brain then goes to, was this the only animal that could talk? Was this something that happened in the garden? Were Adam and Eve able to communicate with the animals like that and talk back and forth and understand them? We don't know that. Scripture doesn't tell us that. It's only something we can speculate about. Um, but it's, it, it's possible that, they, that they, at least there were times when these animals in Eden would talk. Well, we know what happened out of that. That led to the first, what we often call the fall, the first sin um, from human beings. Um, when God addressed the serpent after that, verse 14, he said that the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, graveling in the dust as long as you live. So part of the serpent's curse was now to crawl along. I don't know if the serpent used to have legs or somehow used to get around differently than crawling around, but now they're supposed to crawl and slither on the ground. And we also know that all animals were cursed, as was all of creation um, at the fall. So if animals were able to communicate before that with us, perhaps that was part of the fall, perhaps that... Uh, communication was severed. We don't know. It's just something to think about. Um, but that's the first animal that we see talking in 
Scripture, we see another animal in uh, Numbers chapter 22. Let me give you a little bit of a backstory for that. Um, the Israelites had recently escaped out of Egypt. They arrived in the country of Moab. Balak, the king of Moab, sent messengers to Balaam, who was a prophet, asking him to curse the Israelites. God told Balaam not to curse the Israelites because they had been blessed. Balaam sent the messengers back to the king, but they returned with an even more urgent message asking him to come curse them. God told Balaam to go with them, but only say what he tells him to say. I'm going to pick the story up in Numbers chapter 22, verse 21. So the next morning, Balaam got up, saddled his donkey, and started off with the Moabite officials. But God was angry that Balaam was going, so he sent the angel of the Lord to stand in the road to block his way. As Balaam and two servants were riding along, Balaam's donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. The donkey bolted off the road into a field, but Balaam beat it and turned it back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood at a place where the road narrowed between two vineyard walls. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it tried to squeeze by and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So Balaam beat the donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord moved further down the road and stood in a place too narrow for the donkey to get by at all. This time, when the donkey saw the angel, it lay, on, it lay down under Balaam. In a fit of rage, Balaam beat the animal again with his staff. Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. I love how that's just sort of out there. It's just sort of randomly, oh, here, here you go. You're going to have the ability to speak. What have I done to you that deserves your beating me like this? Uh, three times it, it asked Balaam. You have made me look like a fool, Balaam shouted. If I had a sword with me, I would kill you. But I am the same donkey you have ridden all your life, the donkey answered. Have I ever done anything like this before? No, Balaam admitted. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the roadway with a drawn sword in his hand. Balaam bowed down his head and fell face down to the ground before him. Why did you beat your donkey those three times, the angel of the Lord demanded. Look, I have come to block your way because you are stubbornly resisting me. Three times the donkey saw me and shied away. Otherwise, I would certainly have killed you by now and spared the donkey. Again, that's another one of those sort of interesting things that happened. Balaam's response to the donkey was just sort of like, oh, this happens all the time. I'm, I, I beat you because I was mad at you. I mean, carry on conversation with the donkey. And uh, it's interesting, though, because not only did the donkey talk to Balaam, it also saved his life three times whenever it, it avoided the angel there. So one of the strange things we see in Scripture is these talking animals. Another strange thing we see is we find descriptions of animals that appear to be dinosaurs and even fire-breathing dragons. In Job chapter 40, we read about an animal called the behemoth. And starting in verse 15, Take a look at behemoth, which I made, just as I made you. It eats grass like an ox. See its powerful loins and the muscles of its belly. Its tail is as strong as a cedar. The sinews of its thighs are knit tightly together. Its bones are tubes of bronze. Its limbs are bars of iron. It is a prime example of God's handiwork, and only its creator can threaten it. It is not disturbed by the raging river, not concerned when the swelling Jordan rushes around it. No one can catch it off guard or put a ring in its nose and lead it away. 
Some people have speculated that behemoth might be uh, an elephant or possibly a hippopotamus. But if you look at that description, that doesn't sound like an elephant or a hippopotamus. It talks about a massive animal um, that has massive 